Welcome back to another episode of Keep Pushing. No, like seriously, my arms hurt. Have you ever waited in line for a roller coaster? So pumped to ride? You get on and you're filled with so much excitement. Then boom, the ride's over and you're searching for what ride to go on next. That's kind of how to explain what's going on in my head. Waiting in line for the roller coaster is me on a normal day, trying to get through the basic things, like leaving the house or going to work. I'm anxious, but not anxious enough to get out of line and go back home. Getting on the ride is things starting to go right for me, and I begin to notice it. The ride starts moving faster and faster. Something great happens, and I'm so happy. I feel like this moment is never going to end. It starts slowing down, but wait, this isn't supposed to be happening. The ride ends, and I'm stuck feeling sad and confused, because what happened to the happiness I was just feeling? I get off the ride and realize I'm back to feeling the same as before. I thought this was normal. But after years of off-and-on therapy and psychiatrists, it's something called mental illness. Now, I don't know what's worse. The fact it took me this long to realize what was going on? Or thinking this constant roller coaster in my head is normal? Either way, maybe this chaos going on in my head might be similar to yours. Wait a second, did we just become trauma sisters? Okay, no, for real. Back to the whole mental illness thing. Why is there such a bad name on it right now, when I swear almost everyone I know is struggling in some way? I feel like people associate mental illness with this person crazy. And I'm not going to say some people aren't crazy, but it's like an actual illness. Did you know approximately 8 million deaths each year are due to mental illness? I know this is true because I googled it. Well, Google might not be the best source. Based on my personal experiences, I'd say I know a little bit about this stuff. I've been hospitalized. I used to work in mental health. I've seen tons of professionals. At this point, feel free to call me Dr. Jamie. Oh god, no, please don't do that. I barely got my high school diploma. Anyway, back to mental illness. I thought this was a ride I could keep riding over and over again, but I guess I didn't see the sign that was next to the roller coaster. It said you have to be this mentally stable to ride alone. It took me having this accident to realize I was allowed to get off this roller coaster. When you become self-aware, that's when things start to change. I spent my whole life trying to deny and hide the fact there was anything wrong with me. It turns out, when you start acknowledging something is wrong, things get a little better. Now, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you everything is perfect. There's definitely still ups and downs. As I'm speaking to you right now, I'm currently having one of those downs. I kind of feel like I'm living the same day on repeat, and I've only been home from the hospital for a week. I wake up, my sister helps me with my morning routine, I go back to bed, I go in my wheelchair, and so on. I see about two to three people a day, and I'm starting to feel disconnected again. Now, old me would just sit in self-pity and do nothing to help myself out of this funk. But I promised myself and my family I wouldn't go down that rabbit hole again. I previously mentioned ups and downs. My mental illness has a lot of those, but I usually call them highs and lows. And it doesn't take much for it to shift. I could be having the best day ever, and it only takes one small thing to completely turn it upside down. And not upside down in the fun roller coaster way. I completely ignore everything good that happened that day and I only focus on that one crabby moment. When I talk to my therapist about this, they always tell me the importance of coping skills. No matter how many times they've told me in the past to go for a walk or hug a stuffed animal, number one, I can't Barbara, I'm in a wheelchair, and two, I can't get to my stuffed animal because I dropped it. So, that's when you have to find coping skills that work for you. I used to bottle everything up, but now talking things out is a big coping skill for me. When you finally let everything you're feeling out, it becomes real. It's not just something taking up space in your head. 
So if you're one of those people who keeps everything in, I highly recommend you start knocking some of those walls down, at least to a therapist. Now, I'm not saying knock those walls down like Miley Cyrus and Wrecking Ball. I just mean gently put your guard down and share what you're ready to share. Besides, sharing your feelings doesn't have to be face-to-face with someone or with anybody at all. You can write them out, read it, and rip it up. Or you can blog about it or scream it out in an empty field. There's no rules when it comes to your own coping skills, except for like laws and stuff, but that's kind of common sense. And if it's not, I recommend sticking with hugging a stuffed animal for now. If you take away at least one thing from this episode, I want you to know your feelings are real, valid, and important. Don't hide them. And remember, keep pushing. No, like seriously, my arms hurt.